Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another fine edition of Star Trek Reliant. I am JB. I am playing Trog this fine evening. And we are going to be diving headlong into part two of the Trog story. So before we do that, let's go ahead and get everybody to introduce themselves. Well, don't everybody jump up at once. Uh, this is Gerilyn, and I play Con Officer Kara Jinrani, the resident small firecracker of the group. And I'm Bazag, playing Rick T, the chief engineer. And don't forget, we have Reliant at StarbaseUGC.com, so send us your emails. And I'm Duncan Ido. I'm playing Marcus Graves, and again, that's Reliant at StarbaseUGC.com. I'm Nick, I'm mostly sentient tonight, and I played Dr. Eli O'Connor, the ship's chief medical officer and first officer, and also Randolph P. Checkers. And I am the Grumpy Old Nord, I play Chaplain Waitley, Grimnir Tiberius, and Ensign Mary Shepard. Insert witty line here. And special guest edition tonight is Theron, playing the... Uh, Poor Ferengi, Grant. Humans. Need that little title card sequence where they probably go guest starring. Also played by Jeffrey Combs. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're all actually played by Jeffrey Combs, but don't tell him. It's a one-man show. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Combs on a green screen by... can uh, do a whole movie by himself. And the Warp Corps will be played by John Malkovich. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Jeff Bridges. Core abides. That Warp Corps really holds the room together, man. I was thinking Ron Perlman. You know, he's got the voice for it. So does Clancy Brown, but I, but, I, but I digress. Picking up where we left off, Trog had received some very distressing news that Madrin had sunk to a new low. He's in the he's out in the murder business. So Trog having faced his inner demons put a crew, has put a crew together briefed them and as this as we come into as we come into focus Trog is is in the shuttle bay he has distressed a runabout, much to Kara's dismay. And it has been loading it with select supplies. And the time has come to get the crew together. Trog taps the communicator under his big heavy coat. Attention crew! Meet me in the shuttle bay! We are getting ready to launch. Kara just kind of comes from behind him already wearing her pirate gear. Looks up at the shuttle and just gestures. Look what you've done. You massacred my boy. Oh, don't worry. It'll wash off. Trog hocks a loogie onto the shuttle and rubs it with his elbow. See? It rubs off. Kara just sighs and takes off her top hat and just kind of winds into it, and then puts it back on. I'm going to have to get a team just to go over it once we're done. 
I volunteer. Well, you wait. Trog is waiting for uh, everyone to show up. That means Checkers, Grimnir, uh, Gr- not Grimnir, Grimnir, Waitley, and Setsa. As well, and Setsa, not to mention Skipper. Skipper is supposed to be coming along on this little adventure. Trog has a uh, special little mission for, for his friendly little tardigrade pal. Skipper is already in the shuttle, hanging upside down from the ceiling. I totally want to use Skipper as an improvised weapon at some point. Trog hears it. Trog hears noise, looks up to see Skipper. Skipper, come on down. I got something for you. No. What do you mean, no? I mean, so. Shuttle formation. I say. Sneaky. Skipper, I... Look what I have. Trog then uh, pulls a bat, uh, little something out of his bag. It is either is this the replica animal skull from his quarters that uh, Skipper had shown quite a liking to some time ago. Skipper like jumps down with incredible, like with a heavy, heavy thud, bolts uh, over to the skull, crying out. Yes. Exactly, Skipper. You get to be the Koopa. Troopa. I'm going to need you to get into this little cage here because we're going to use you to scare a certain little Ferengi half to death. Hey! Skipper scuttles into the cage with the Koopa Troopa hel- uh, helmet on. Remember, I'm I'm going to I'm going to tell him that I have a that he does not want to face the Koopa. And that's your cue to start chanting Koopa Troopa. Koopa Troopa. Kara watches all this with amusement and then double taps her communicator. Sets a deer, you and your hat are required down in the shuttle bay. Coming, coming. Sets arrives uh, a couple moments later uh, wearing her pirate, a tri-corner pirate hat costume and looking rather adorable more than menacing. Well, that works, Drog says. Yeah, thanks, thanks. I, you know, I was looking at pirate stuff, and yeah, this seemed to work, and wasn't too bad. Drog taps his communicator. Hey, Grimner, make sure you bring the really big axe. He doesn't reply, but you can sense more than hear a, a tone of, uh, <laughs> like, confusion, like, axe, what? And when Grimner comes down, he's uh, he's dressed in uh, well something none of you have actually seen him wear, which is his actual armor from before he uh, found his way into this side of the universe. Before he was and, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's got this big like burlap duffel sack with him, and you see like a bunch of like weapon hilts and handles poking out of it. And he says, I think I brought enough for everyone. I may have gone a little overboard. Well, I'm glad you brought some because I brought a bunch of stuff too. Trog opens the hatch way to the the runabout and is inundated with a bunch of empty cans and bottles and out stumbles checkers completely drunk. Meanwhile, Decor just kind of stomps up in her stony way to Grimnir, looks down at his bag and says, I like your bag. She pats him on the shoulder and then walks off. 
she tall enough to pat him on the shoulder? He's like seven foot tall. <laughs> yeah, I think she's 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 in the neighborhood. I forget what species she was, but she's basically a giant living rock monolith, practically. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Little known fact: that bag is also a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charles just looks at the bottles and cans that have spilled on the floor and sees just checkers in a heap. Said, "Been waiting long." You said we were leaving soon a week ago <laughs> and just a reminder checkers is dressed like that like a colonial marine just buries his head in his hand and just mutters something incoherent and nos again and says someone get him some coffee i can do i could do it he stands up and stumbles his way to the replicator Kara looks around at all the different outfits and just leans over to Sets and says, Well, we've definitely got the Motley part of Motley Crew, right? Yeah, and uh, Rick, Rick, Rick T is settling to the, um, to the co-pilot uh, seat. Uh, he's in Captain Jack Sparrow outfit as he just starts to, to, to run down the uh, ship diagnostics, getting it ready to, to, uh, for, the, for the shuttle to take off. I'm just imagining now that somehow he has these really long spines he's grown out of his head that have flopped over and he's put beads on them. <laughs> oh, the visual that just popped in my head. Anyway, Chorog wades through the bottles, kicking a lot of it out of the shuttlecraft, and opens a large crate that he has in the cargo storage area and starts passing out weaponry. He hand sets a very elegant-looking plasma pistol. Says, "Put it in your belt. Do not pull it out until you need it." Um. Okay. Trog. She. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. Sets says, tries to secure it as best as possible, um, opting for a small uh, uh, satchel versus just putting it in her belt. Trog tosses Kara a. Knockoff-looking disruptor pistol. Yeah, this'll, this'll fit you fine. Kara looks at it. What a piece of junk! Still, she tucks it into her belt and takes her Eddie Phaser pistol and puts it in the crate to for safekeeping. Hey, that, that piece of junk will disintegrate a man at twenty paces. Be careful with it. Kara holds up her laser, her Phaser pistol. This'll disintegrate a giant fucking android at twenty paces. She puts it back in the chest. Trog walks over to to Rick Tier, hands him just a standard disruptor pistol, like like a knockoff KDF one, and it tucks us in your belt. Uh, we probably should look the part, I guess, and that includes not phasers. I, yeah. yeah, we don't we don't want to be running around with Federation phasers. We want to be able to use disruptor, these disruptor weapons and these plasma weapons, because these are what pi pirates tend to carry. I mean, to be fair, my weapon wasn't Federation make and model, but I hear you. Trog uh, looks over at the, the Grimnir. Oh, you got enough. Nah, I'm hoping. I might run out, though. Well, if not, Trog picks up a large, very large, imposing looking disruptor rifle and Hands it over to hands it over to Grimnir. He looks at it, 
his hand, like, dwarfing it. Eh. Tucks it in his belt, says, might come in handy. Kara looks over at the bag. Do you have, like, a small mace or a nice beat stick in there I could use? He grabs the whole bag up. He says, you mean like, oh, no, no, you don't mean like that. Uh, give me a second. Ruff, ruffles around in the bag, pulls out, like, this big spiked mace, says, is this what you had in mind? Close enough. Can I borrow that for a while? Yeah, lose it for all I care. I've got more. Kara laughs and takes the mace. Charles can see the pile of weapons in the corner. Well, those are checkers. Uh, check checkers only has a pulse rifle. That'd be enough. Wow, a slug thrower. Old school. Whaley just leans forward out of darkness. He's in this big, voluminous black robe that makes him just blend in with the darkness. He says, I've been here awaiting you. Fuck me, when did we invite Rasputin? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't out of character. Kara actually says that and she jumps when he leans out. Rasputin looks like damn Count Dracula. Either way, I'll take the compliment. Are we ready to go? Oh, we're ready. Here. Drug uh, takes and chucks him a couple of plasma pistols. I will not be requiring those. No. We have to maintain a look of unity here. Now once you gotta use them, just carry them. Setzer raises a hand. Yeah. Setzer, uh, you'll need to raise your hand. Just speak. He was the only of us who wasn't wearing up any weapons. I mean, like, if we're going somewhere where everyone's wearing weapons, and there's a really serious-looking guy without any weapons, I mean, isn't kind of, like, he's super badass? No. That's crimes the leader that we need to, you know, go up and mug, because he's got the money and he's paying for the rest Wait, of us. Wait, he just smiles uh, and it. slips back into the shadows, and it's like he's not even there. We'll still put our frickin' bell on him. <laughs> Creepy. Alright, you motley crew, get on it. So we can get on our way to Paradise Station. That Frank, okay. he's not gonna throttle himself. So raises a hand again. You don't have to raise your hand, we're all pirates, just speak up. Um, is there gonna be any problem that, you know, I've got, like, some of my ex, my word parts showing? Yeah. Nah, makes you look intimidating. Oh, trust me, you're going to see all kinds of cybernetic enhancements. You're fine. Okay. Okay, so looks like Rick's already taken the co-pilot, so who's flying, me or you? I'm going to fly because they're going to expect me to fly. Works for me. I'll just nap on the way. If I let you. Kara chuckles and goes and lays down, putting her head and sets his lap and just gives a, you know... Game of, you know, just a, a little friendly wave to Chorg and says, oh, I'll be fine. Okay. Chorg takes the pilot seat. Basil's get us ready to launch. Chorg uh, right. taps the communications panel on the pilot display. This is a cutthroat to the bridge. We're ready to launch. The bridge responds. Graves here. All right. Um, we'll keep an eye out on comms and basically start screaming if you need Reliant to come pick you up. On the bridge, Eli leans over to Graves. Got a bad feeling about this. I heard that. Yeah, but 
at the same time, we've had a string of relatively good luck recently. I mean, this might not be too bad. Besides, relax. What could go wrong? Okay, now don't. Now you're pushing it. <laughs> Roger that, Bridge. All We're right. on our way. We'll holler if we need you. Cut throat out. Righto. I'm so glad they didn't need a doctor. So the runabout lifts off and flies out of the Reliance shuttle bay as Charles punches full impulse to Paradise Station. And after about 10, uh, about 10, 15 minute trip, Paradise Station comes into view and the communication systems crackles Paradise Station to unknown runabout. What is, what is your purpose here? Car quietly from the back is heard saying, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. What was that? We didn't hear. That, that, nothing. That, this is the shuttle cutthroat. We're here to we're here to barter for weapons. We want to dock. Don't delay me or I'm gonna come up there and rip your ears off by myself. Dad, go ahead and dock. I'm not gonna stop you. Docking bay one. As I thought you'd say, cutthroat out. Drog flies the uh, the runabout into the docking bay and lands it relatively smoothly. A little bump here and there. Kara has the best pillow possible and is fine. Yeah, Richter, go ahead and secure us for yeah. secure the ship from landing. Real quick briefing before we start heading in there. One we're looking for is Grant. He's not going to be hard. He's not going to be easy to find. He's going to be hiding out in the admin levels somewhere. Remember, we're here for Grant. No hats on the ground. No. Nope. No picking fights. No illicit trades. As he looks right at checkers. And no drunken brawls. We're here for a mission. Let's, let's do it. Grint. G-R-E-N-T. There. Car, Car sits up from her spot and teasingly puts a hand on her top hat to make sure it doesn't fall off as she gets ready to disembark. This. Uh, Setsa follows um, uh, follows Kara. Uh, confident that he's done the docking uh, procedures uh, and that the shuttle is engines are now off. Um, Rick here will start following behind uh, Chirog. Go ahead. All right, Chirog picks up the crate that has skipper in it and puts it on a. Anti grav anti grav type of device and starts pushing it uh, pushing it uh, in front of him. So it looks like they have cargo that they want to quote unquote trade. Kara, you know, walks along slightly behind and to the side of him, hand near her disruptor pistol and looking around warily. This ain't no this ain't no riser, guys. This place is the biggest hut hub of scum and villainy you've ever seen. The fuck is a riser? 
Kara looks over at Checkers, looks him up and down for a second, looks at his left arm, and then just kind of nods and stares straight ahead again. And they continue along. Um, Go ahead. Uh, Setsa is uh, just uh, walking along, very oddly enthralled and not very intimidated by the surroundings around her. Like a small little ducky walking through the streets of New York. Mikko sort of puts on his serious face a bit and just sort of starts scanning, uh, trying to look intimidating. Grimner perks up, says, Oi. Grimner, bring up the, bring up the rear. Just in case someone has some kind of weird, uh, weird notions to come up trying to rob us from behind. Make sure you just he, uh, it. He grins, puts his helmet on and says, I do love grabbing the rear. Kara giggles and noticing the way that Setsa's looking around, moves back slightly and grabs one of Setsa's hands just to make sure she doesn't wander off like she's had a habit of doing in the past. She figures if anybody asks, she can just claim that Setsa is her girl toy. Meanwhile, Chorog is walking along. He is using the scanners in his face mask to try to pick up just exactly where Grant is at. Uh, like insight and probably either security or command. Although I guess if you're using the scanners, it could be insight engineering. All right, I'm going to do an insight engineering roll to see just as how easily Chorog finds his prey. As soon as I load my character sheet, which is taking a sweet time to load, of course. One success. It takes a while, but eventually there's a beep boop and a dot on the scanner. The readout inside Chorog's face map indicates that there is a Ferengi life sign and he is on level two. They are on level 20. All right, guys. He's up in the administration level on level two. We're going to we're gonna have to work our way up there. And judging by that turn, hard to turn. Checkers, you're up. Out of character, I'm just going to say right now, I'm just expecting Checkers to walk up and just accidentally vomit on them when he goes to say something. It would technically be a distraction. Indeed. Well, um, I'm going to leave that up to a roll. I'm guessing... What's like resi- what a, resi- uh, fitness and... I would say it's uh, fitness command or presence command, depending on I'll, which way I'll you're. I'll presence command because. Oh, you fool! All right, checkers. It needs to be presence. Checkers walks up, puffing on a cigar, his his pulse rifle slinged, and let's see if he immediately vomits. I'm literally giving myself as much threat as I. Uh, and mind you, these are the ones guarding the turbo lift are two very heavily gar- heavily armed, <clears throat> very, very large Orions. Okay, Checkers doesn't vomit. Yeah, instead he just opens his mouth and belches before he can talk. <laughs> nah nah, he's he's good. Um The lead Nausican guard looks down at Checkers like, Oi, what do you want, little man? 
I'm looking for the bathroom. The oh, nicest the bathroom you have. Let's say the bathroom, mate. This is a turbo lift. You can't go here. Bathroom's over there. You look before you get lost. I am. Uh, pounding the ground like a like a spike, little man. Oh, you wish you could. I've seen this. Done horrible things. You ever see a man is, ripped apart by a bug before? The Orion is slightly taken aback by the comments, but you know, he kind of likes the bravado of this guy. Yeah, I, I like you. Go on. There's a nice, there's a nice bathroom up on the next, on the next couple of levels up. Go on up. Checkers nods and goes into the turbo lift. Strong <clears throat> company see him entering the turbo lift and proceed to follow him. Oh, well, you didn't tell me you had friends going up there. Only you. I'm gonna let you up there. I have Oh, oh yeah, them. Um. Trog walks up to the lead. Need Orion looks him square in the eye. Says, "Do you really want to piss off a Nausican? especially a Nausican pirate? I'll I'll use you to pick my teeth. You worthless little Orion scum." Surprisingly, they were. Not surprisingly, the Orion backs down. Yeah, go, go, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Don't, don't, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. Ah, that's what I thought you'd say. Kara offers the Orions an unsettling predatory smile, considering her small size as she goes by. Yeah, don't mess with her either. That's a lot of dynamite packed in a small little package. Setsa waves amiably as she goes by with Kara. Kara pulls her into the turbo lift. Come on, let's go. Come on, Grimner, you pull. Bring up the rear. Uh, yeah, Ricky no. just sort of, uh, like, once once a decision has been made to start moving forward, uh, Rick, Ricky just sort of, like, um, has eye contact with, with the Orions, but he just sort of, like, just seeing if they're going to start anything, but moves, moves on. Um, he just tries to give, like, this intimidation, like, you know, I'm not going to back down from you, kind of, feel. A position the Orion's respect. Our motley little crew has boarded the turbo lift and the doors slide shut. Alright, we need to, we need to hack into this turbo lift. We need to get past the security lockouts to get up to that administration level. Alright, Setsa, we can probably do this together. Do you want to take the lead? Setsa, you're up. And you? Setsa um, proceeds to uh, uh, try to bypass security protocols. And and Rick too will will assist by uh, just uh, starting a, like a system scan of of just how everything is connected and how uh, the security stuff flows as. In the in the uh, turbo lift. Well, let's try a couple of rolls um, here. Let's go for a daring security. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was about to say that's not going to be good for her. Given that she's hacking, I would say probably like reason security or reason science. Okay. My apologies. I'd... I was going to say engineering. Well, reason engineering it's also works. Something. Okay, let's do reason yeah. engineering. And with a computer expertise, uh, uh, talent? Great thing. 
And do any focuses applies? I'm going to say no just to keep things interesting. You know, now that I think about it, daring is kind of also a luck skill. I'm just imagining the daring security is when you just open the panel and start crossing wires and hoping for the best. <laughs> so, Setsa gets two successes. And there's Rick Tears' uh, assistance. Coming yeah, in so that's, uh, that's, there we go. One dice, one success. Three successes total. The computer system recognizes the hack, but it, and, re, and the turbulent lockouts have been lifted. They are, they are free to continue up to the administration level. Great job, guys. We're almost there. Thank God, I wasn't looking forward to stairs or a ladder to get up there. I hope there's a lock. I really hope there's a lock. Yeah, there, there is always some kind of um, Jeffrey's tube equivalent, anyway. Meanwhile, as our intrepid crew is sliding up the turbo lift, Grant, his computer systems have gone have indicated that the turbolift is approaching the administration level, and it has a lot of people on it. Dear, what can this be? Am I able to stop it in any way or what? whatnot? Uh, or? Can, we, can we do a roll for that, possibly? I suppose, but he'd basically have to get four successes on two dice, which means he'd have to get double ones. Okay, yeah, then I don't think that's possible. So, yeah, there's really no way of stopping this turbolift after we've hacked it. But you do have, but you have a full complement of security guards. I mean, technically, it's possible. But you have to basically roll roll two ones. <laughs> I he, he'd be able to buy uh, extra dice if he wanted to. But oh, okay. Well, there you go. There's that too. Then yeah. Uh, I don't exactly uh, have his stats here, so. Um. Uh, we make them up as we go along. Uh, Rick, you're the uh, uh, the expert. You know that this is my first uh, rolling of an episode, so we'll let's rely on your guidance here on how to proceed. So, so um, how good of an engineer, like uh, systems maintenance, um, would you think that that um, Grant is? Um, let's see. Grant is no dummy. Grant has uh, stayed alive this long because he's smart. Yes, the station is old, but a lot of the, but a lot of the systems are state of the art. Let's guess something like fourteen. Um, yeah, I think that's a fair enough number. Grant, he's very he's he's very competent at keeping secrets, and keep and like I said, he's no he's no he's no dummy. He's stayed alive this long for a reason because he's smart. So basically, we would have. 2D 2014, and I suppose you could probably spend threat in some way to give him extra dice if you wanted. Okay. See Rick for details about that, I'm guessing. Yeah, Rick's so... Rick is yeah, uh, one threat for an ad one additional dice, and then a another two for the second. So it would be three total if you wanted an extra two dice. But you could give him a solid chance of being able to stop the elevator. Okay. So... Uh, exclamation par exclamation point four D twenty uh space fourteen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ferengi pulls it off. With a sudden jolt, the turtle of grinds do a halt. 
jostling it's it, it jostling the people inside. Kara looks around. Okay, I know Seta didn't do a bad job on that. So what the hell? Damn, he knows we're here. Open up the I, ceiling. I'm going to punch. Uh, I'm going to. I'm guessing there's comms in said turbo lift. Yeah, there's there's comms. Okay, I'm opening up the comms. Whoever you are, you're not authorized. Either get out or I'll shoot you out in the airlock or something. Grant, you know who this is. I am Torog, the Scourge of Beta Quadrant, and I've come for you. Each face. It's been a long time. How can I help you? Mostly away from my station. You're gonna help me by... Tell me where your boss is. I want to know where Madrin is. So you probably, you got it, you got probably the next 15 to 20 minutes to make up your mind and let me know where he's at. Because that's how long it's going to take me to get to you. And when I get a hold of you, you're going to wish you were never born. You checked your garamba. We'll see who still has garamba at the end of this day. Trog pulls his instructor pistol from his belt and blows out the uh, audio panel. That boring conversation, anyway. That's a raises a hand. Oh, for the love of God, just speak, Usajalia. Um, what's Marumba? Intestinal fortitude. (laughs) Kara just has this massive grin and just leans against the wall, giggling. Kara, don't say it. Oh, I'll Uh, tell her, but not right now. Like caones? Loosely translated, yes. Uh, there's more. Well, there's more of a connotation to it. I'll explain it to you later. I have a plan. Eckers, talk. We keep going up, but we need to open up the emergency thing, the the the, the hatch on the top. Grimner, you're up. I was about to say I can handle that. Well, Grimner's the tallest. Also true. So Grimnir would have to lift up Kara for Kara to handle it. Grimnir shrugs, grabs her by the back of her neck, picks her up. Is that what you had in mind? Well, I was expecting under the arms, but this isn't so bad. You know, you have soft hands, surprisingly. She reaches up. grins and doesn't say anything. She reaches up and aims a little bit for the lock, and then punches up with her metal left fist. The loud clank, the hatch flies off. Wow, that was a pretty weak lock. I didn't even really have to try. Eli does good work. So he does. Um, All right, checkers, get up there and get and get us some climbing uh, climbing grapples up there. Climbing grapple. I was thinking there would be an override up there. Also, can you like put me down now? Oh, uh, yeah. He lets go. <laughs> get up there, see if there's any kind of override. If there's no override, we may have to climb our way up. Well, that was plan B, so Checkers jumps up and gets on top of the turbo lift. Apparently, uh, Grunt was able to stop them at level 10, so we have eight decks to climb, should there be no bypass. Well, what is it to look for a bypass? Um, Insight Engineering. Insight Engineering, so... Think that's fair? Yep. Yes. Jagger, did you find the bypass? Pretty sure I did. 
And I just have this image. Checkers is looking literally at a set of controls where two buttons and one's labeled up and one's labeled down. That would be too easy. Choice is up and choice is down. I was about to say, he rolled three successes on two dice. <laughs> All right, go ahead and trigger the manual override. Let's get this buggy rolling. Hold on a Sneeze. All right, chain combo sneezes. Oof. Yeah, four sneezes in a row and my chest is hurting. Ow. Yeah. Aww. But anyway, um, yes, I hit the button that says up. I am understanding this future, crazy future technology. And, uh, Theron, just so you know, there, you have at your disposal ten very heavily armed Orions, as well as ten very heavily armed, um, let's see, other aliens of uh, no description. I was going to joke and say... He's got 10 A600 series androids that he got on clearance. Oh, God. <laughs> He's got discount Dan model androids. <laughs> oh, God, they all look like Dan, with the same creepy smile. And they all at once commit suicide. Actually, they stop in the halfway through the suicide and say, to continue using our product, please pay 1,000 energy credits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Checkers manages to trigger the manual override, and the shuttle car proceeds on its course. Checkers jumps back into the into the witch. call it. All right. And for comedic effect, lands on Kara, who goes down again. What? Should have said clear. I just didn't want to get crushed by the roof. Oh. All right. I didn't think about that. I think we might be going a deck. You said he's deck two, right? Deck two, and we stopped at deck eight. How are we going to stop at the right deck, says Kara from the floor. That's the neat part. We don't. Well, I guess we'll still only be one deck away if we get to deck one. Uh, also, brace. That That is probably good advice. Everyone be ready. Kara gets when that up door and... opens, expect one hell of a fight. He knows we're coming. Before... Kara, oh, Kara gets up, puts a, her... Flesh and arm, or flesh and blood arm around Setsa and uses her metal arm to grab onto the rails in the turbo lift. Braced. Before Setsa the stabilizes the. Uh, yeah, go ahead. That's a stable. Uh, Setsa stabilizes the skipper cart. And Before, skipper is going to get bumpy. Before the store opens, let me introduce you to a personal friend of mine. This is an M4. or M41A Mark II pulse rifle, 10 millimeter with over and under 30 millimeter pump-action grenade launcher. Trog swings the waist of his coat back, pulls out both of his disruptor pistols, and charges them up. Yeah, uh, Ooh, right. Rick has, Trog- uh, pulls his out and uh, braces himself against the back, linking one of his arms around one of the poles and ha- with the other out ready to fire. Eh, I'll draw mine what? when we get there. I'm busy holding on to the important things. Sure. Trog watches as the indicator indicates they are fast, fast approaching their destination. Deck four, deck three, deck two, deck one. The turbo lift car comes to a screeching halt as it impacts the roof of the turbo lift chamber. And that's where we're going to take a. That's where we're going to leave it. We're going to take a quick break, go to the bathroom, get a sandwich, get a drink, and when we return, all hell breaks loose. When we oh, return. Boy. Unspeakable violence. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and we are on to part two of this little of this little episode. It's murder, death, kill time. Where we left off, the turbo lift had crashed into the roof of the turbo lift air tube. Air tube, and everyone's still trying to. Uh, Car without missing a beat, simply announced having, been, uh, having their insides shaken. Car without missing a beat, simply announces. Top floor, top hats, menswear, pirate queens, everybody out. Wait, before we go out, these guys are expecting us to just rush them. There's going to be a lot of guys out there. So why should we disappoint them? I have a better idea. Grimnir, why don't you, pull, why don't you get that bag of yours out and get a nice big sword out? Burn it. Grimnir grins. Oh. Unsheathes the sword that's buckled at his belt and says, Nah, the bag was for y'all. I brought I brought my own toys. Ooh, I like that. See, just out of character, I'm just thinking now of Grimnir having we need to get Grimnir a golf bag so he can carry all those weapons around like Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can give him the Xenos golf bag. <laughs> right, the one that rotates. Alright. Uh sets erases a hand. Satsa, you don't need to raise your hand. Um, we do have a tardigrade who can spore jump from point to point. No, no. He's my ace in the hole. We're saving him for later. Skipper, I want you to I want you to turn around in there and cover your eyes. This is going to get messy. Aww. Want me to fire off a grenade? Oh, wait a minute now. Let's not get hasty. Grimnir grins and says, wait a minute. I've got an idea. He kind of loosens the strap on his breastplate, breastplate a little bit to kind of loosen it. Grabs Skipper and says, "I think you'll like this view." And he tucks him underneath his breastplate. Oh, for when he said breastplate, I thought he was going to go try to seduce him. I'm just oh, thinking God. now, armored baby carrier. That's basically <laughs> what Grimdir just did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Except, okay. So hold on, hold on. Grimnir has also replicated the Graves' um, combat tardigrade approach. So. Grum, uh, Grimnir can now spore jump on command uh -oh. if he wants to. Well, you have Grimnir just spore jump right in the middle of them, them guys and just start swinging and scared the living hell out of them. Grimnir just kind of chuckles. He says, nah, just wait till y'all see what I can actually do. All right. Half of you to one side of the door. The rest, the other guys come with me on this side of the door. Get your weapons out. Grimnir, get in front of the door. We're going to open it in three, <laughs> two, two. Car grabs Setsa and pushes her against the wall and draws her shabby disruptor pistol with her left hand. Skipper um, giggles and says, It smells like a bear in here. Please, yes or no, yes or no. Uh, at least it doesn't smell like the pee-pee tube in there. I was just thinking, you know, follow-up question, which kind of bear, Skipper? Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm still laughing at what Nick put in the uh, the text chat. Orion's, why do I hear boss music? Oh shit, the, the life meter goes off the, the screen. Chog looks around. Are we all ready? Are we ready for this? You want me to fire off a grenade as soon as the door opens? Is it? Lotus smoke grenade. Let's give, let's give Grimner the opening he needs. I mean, it does make smoke, yeah. A little smoke, a little bang, a little tonight has never killed anybody. Frag grenade makes a decent amount of smoke, yeah. 
Load up your grenade. Grimner, you're going to follow that grenade up. Wait till that grenade bursts, and Grimner, you're going to go out there swinging. We'll, cle we'll mop up whatever's left. Are we ready? Does it matter? They're going to break in if we wait much longer. Go! Grimner nods. Trog slams the open button on the turbulent door. Jen checkers fires the grenade from the underbarrel as soon as Okay, do I have to roll for this? I'm, I'm guessing I do. Yeah, roll for it. This is control security, I think, since this is ranged? Yeah. And hold on a second. Uh, oh. Seven, eight. Okay. Eleven. And, you know, this is war checker, so he doesn't have the same focuses, so incredible violence is probably a focus for him. Oh. It's a dud! No! The grenade... The grenade goes into the crowd. It doesn't explode, but it makes a lot of smoke. And there's a little sticker on it that says, Best before 2408. <laughs> Technically. Okay, no bang, but there's a lot of smoke. Grimner, you're up. Go! Oh. As soon as the door opens and the grenade gets uh, lobbed out the door before anything can happen... Grimner just grabs his sword and his shield, looks down at uh, Skipper and says, You ready, kid? And he shouts, Wudnakest! And he basically spore jumps himself to the other side of the room behind all the, uh, behind all the enemies and just starts slashing away. All of a sudden, there's a lot of screaming and a lot of chaos. As, bit, as bits of Orions and guards go flying in every direction. <laughs> Kara peeks out the door. Waits for everybody to turn their backs to that and start looking at Grimnir, then starts shooting. Alright, let's have at it! Rick T will find the and uh, take pot shots. Trog charges out the door after Grimnir and just starts shooting whatever is still wiggling. Kara aims for the things that are not as big as the giant big thing in the far distance. The smoke makes it a little more difficult. So let's see. I'm going to do a daring security here and see if I hit anything. Uh, if it's range control. Okay, but that's going to make it even worse for these guys. All right, I'm, I am also going to roll. I am going to do a presence command, but I also want to use the uh, focus of small arms. Because Trog is using pistols. Uh, shit. Um... Okay, wait, okay, that's why. I was about to say, for a second there, I thought Kara just had five successes. But no, <laughs> she has three successes, which is still pretty incredible. The 19 was supposed to be the complication range, not the critical range. I did it wrong. But yeah, three successes on Kara's shot. Okay, so how would I factor in that my focus of small arms? Uh, basically, that would in increase uh, your critical range. Uh, the second number, which I did wrong, but the second number would... Would be your uh, security discipline. discipline. Your discipline. Yeah. So your security thing. I have. So like, if your security was five, it would be whatever five, and then the threat. Okay, so I have two d twenty eleven, and what would the second number be? Uh, what's your security? Five. Five then. Oh, we have we have nearly the same security. Just you're, you're fired. Ooh, poor Rick. Shot goes piercing through the middle of the uh, the smoke, hitting nothing, and uh, except uh, like a desk that's in in the far behind. Good job putting that desk off its misery. 
Trog said as he fires both of his disruptor pistols, hitting the same Orion in the chest at the same time and watching his chest implode. Checkers is... Kara's managed to take out two with her good shot. I imagine that Checkers has taken out at least as many, based on his good roll. With actual bullets! Well, this goes on for about a good ten minutes before the screaming finally stops and the wiggling finally stops. The smoke array has finally stopped smoking, and the only thing you see left is just incredible amount of gore. As there's just blood, guts, and body parts everywhere. Trog takes a good look around. This is why I I like my weapon. It doesn't leave behind this mess. She gestures broadly. Alright, you can come out. They're all dead. Sword Definitely cheap security, but I like them. God damn it. Checker I mean, pumped. he's a group he's frangy. He probably liked them because they were cheap. They had they have large tabs on Dabo. Now I can't get that back if they're dead. Trog finds a slightly damaged but still functional comp panel. You should get your money back. These guys were weaklings. You're next. Setsa, Setsa raises a hand from the uh, turbo lift. God damn it, Setsa! Trog at this point just puts his, his head in his hands and says, Yes, Setsa. Um, can't he just, you know, get uh, file a claim on their estates to get his double money back? Don't give him ideas. Actually, Seems that's pretty good cold. I- Actually, that seems like a good idea. Who is that over there? As Chog crushes a compound in his hand. Actually, under both Klingon and Federation law, as well as Ibi law, descendants cannot be charged with the debts of their, you know, kin. On the other hand, under Romulan law... Yeah, I need to hire myself better litigation. They work their way through the wreckage. And they finally find the door to where Grant is hiding. Torog finds a the compounder, pushes it, says, Grant, you can either open this door or we're going to break it down. If we got to break it down, you're just going to suffer the more. So if I were you, I'd open this door and take what's coming to you. I hope he doesn't. I want to fire a grenade at it. Car just walks over and knocks on the door. <coughs> Housekeeping! You want towels? You were on. You're honestly pissed off by the Garamba thing. Seriously, oh, it's not the Garamba thing I'm pissed off about. You'll find out soon enough. Kara knocks again. Housekeeping. You order room service? No, I didn't order room service. I did order service, just not for the room. All right, enough of this talk. He don't. He's not opening it up. Checkers, do your thing. Right, away. Melt that door. He he make he gets everyone behind him and he's you know what he's he's taken out some explosives he's planting them on the door. Last chance, Ferengi. Either open it or we blow it. Setsa, you remember how when you asked me if there was you know, wait, the, that wait the, don't wait the door or wait no I mean you definitely mean the door. Setsa, remember yeah, when we were talking about silly putty not, and you asked me if there... I'm not letting you in. This is Check fun putty. I was about to say, Setsa, you remember when you asked if there was such, such a thing as serious putty when we were talking about silly putty? That's the serious putty. Now duck. 
Ah, gotcha. Breach and clear. Okay, what am I rolling for this? Um, I'm like, I'm guessing this is engineer since I planted it. Yeah, that sounds so, like an engineer. I'm taking engineering because this your. Uh... Yeah. What about daring? Because I'm because I'm horrible at control. <laughs> No, daring would be yeah, just, just threw a pile of it at the thing and then hit the button. Yes, I am doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, it it, it, daring would definitely throwing work depending on how you're doing it. Yeah. Throwing the serious putty and hoping it sticks. <laughs> That's daring. I, I, I'm putting it around all the edges and uh, a big glob in the middle so it just like, it just, like uh, detaches from the frame and fires into the room. Fire in the hole! You didn't have Fire to man. use all of it! I'm using all of it. Wait, you think this is all of it? Truckers, do it. Alright, I'm going with daring. Whee! Oh, three successes. That door is engulfed in a massive fireball, which sends the door hurling into the room, narrowly missing the Ferengi. Housekeeping, you need door repair? Nice <laughs> delivery. Hopefully I can use door. repair. And sees Grant cowering in a corner like a typical Ferengi. Remember me, you slimy little patak. It's time we had a heart-to-heart about your boss. Are you again? You know, you Nosikins, you look all the same. You're the one who's responsible for selling me that faulty grappler line. He's still mad about not my fa- It's not my fault you didn't check the merchandise first. If remember, remember, no refunds. Oh, I'm not here for a refund. Trog says he slowly stalks the Ferengi. Oh, now, no need for killing. Oh, I'm not going to kill you. We're both businessmen here. Oh, I'm not going to kill you. Hurt you, yeah. Not kill you. You sure we can't discuss this like gentlemen? A business How dare you call me a gentleman, you slimy little thing. You're right. You're oh. not a gentleman. Trog so. tries to lunge for the Frankie, but the Frankie being the greasy, greasy little takek that he is, dodges him. Come here, hold still. S- uh, oh, sets a, um, we can settle as this, this is happen- amicably. As this is happening, Setsa uh, just says to herself, Okay, so if he's not a gentleman, then Karambas must be upstairs? Setsa, not now. <laughs> Grimnir! Oh, it all depends if he's working out back. <laughs> Grimnir, guard the Oi. door. Mm. He grins, he says, Come on, Skipper. No one gets in or out. Checkers leans over to Kara. So, Big Ears over there said all of him look the same. Is the Big Ears guy a racist? Uh, that would generally be what one would assume from that sort of talk, yes. Where's your boss, Grant? Where's, so where's Madrin? We can consider this all just a little sensitivity education. Trog's starting to get annoyed as the slimy little Ferengi keeps dodging him. Trog only has him him in days. Besides, what do you him Remember, I was the one who sold your faulty equipment that you should have checked on. I'll settle with you, alright. But it's your boss that I really want. What do you want him for? 
I have my reasons and they're none of your business, Ferengi. Oh, tell me where your boss is. If you don't, are, are, I have are, 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 are you sure? You, you know what they, you know what they say. I mean, peace is good for business. I'd prefer you in pieces, you slimy little thing. Trog finally manages to get a hold of him, grabs him by his by his left lobe. Kara taps her foot. Right up in there, we've got a station full of pirates, and sooner or later, somebody's gonna figure to come up here and start shit. We'll be done in a minute. Do you need a cigar for cigar burns? Those are the best for interrogation. I have something better in mind. All right, check us out. Trooper. As uh, Skipper, uh, Skipper Spore jumps into the um, the skull helmet and scuttles into the room, all quiet like. There's just a pattering of feet and something zips by the door. I'm imagining the same Traveling. sort of camera work they did with the earworms from Tau Seti. Yeah, or the uh, the bluegills from that one episode of TNG. Except you know, and all of a sudden, just much larger over a console. Pops two little blue claws and the uh, the spiky helmet and Skipper goes. Just imagine this. Right. Well, what is what is what is that, Nasikin? That is a Koopa Trooper. He is my pet. And if you don't tell me what I want to know, I'm gonna let the Koopa Trooper have its way with you. Koopa Trooper. What? We can, we can make a deal here. We can make a deal. How much for the Koopa? Not for sale. I don't believe you. Oh, Koopa. Skipper crawls up the console and starts moving slowly towards Grant. And just as it goes along, Skipper just drags a single claw around the console, putting a deep gouge in it. See that? He's going to do that to you if you don't tell me what I want to know. Where's Madrin? Hey, what trooper is this she? I, I, I can't tell you. I mean, if, if I told you, I'd get in trouble. I'd more than. If like you don't tell dead. me, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna yeah, tell you. Yeah, but if I do tell you, I'm gonna you, tell I, you I'm gonna... you little slime ball. Yeah, but if I do tell you, I'll probably be dead as well. You either die by his hand, or you die by my hand right here, right now. I'd rather die. <laughs> Skipper, um, at this moment, Skipper lunges at Grent, grabs him, and will attempt a spore jump. I don't know where this is going, but it's going to be hilarious, I bet. We'll end up see. in the vacuum place. Your successes, uh, they're just gone at the moment. Frog takes a moment to try to gather himself. The internal rage is beginning to come back. He wants to murder this Ferengi. Kara pokes her head around. See, this is why you gotta be careful with uh, tardigrades. They're a little little unpredictable. I mean, Trog's frustration has finally got to him. He finally buries his fist in the bulkhead, denting it deeply. Just then he begin, he hears Watley in, get into his mind. So yeah, that would that is something that Waitley would have been doing this whole time is is trying to uh, filter his way into Grant's mind very subtly, very quietly, without drawing any attention to himself, just trying to firmly establish himself within the Ferengi's mind. 
what should I roll for that? Uh, presence command would be the... <laughs> Nick. Uh, let's see here. Let me go pull up his character sheet. I think that's actually his highest. No, no, no. That won't be his highest. Uh, where the hell are I at? The drive. Where's his character sheet at? There it is. Page. No, wait. That's not it. That's it. I... I got it. Um, what's the roll? 14. Presence command. So 2d20, 14. And let's see. I know he has uh, his telepath talent. Well, if that just lets him do this. That doesn't mean he gets a, a, a bonus to it. Um, yeah, the focus this would definitely apply psychology. Yeah. Okay. So that... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I can never remember how the actual mechanics for this game work. <laughs> um, so so say, you would just get oh. a... Uh, it's 2d20, 14, and then it would be uh, 4 after that. Okay. Yeah. Two successes. should also point out that aren't Frangie supposed to be really hard to mind read? Yeah, oh, technically... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what makes this scene like super scary because Betazoids can't use telepathy on uh, Ferengi. Waitley, however, can. Totally. <laughs> Chorg at this point kind of kind of turns to Chorg. I wonder where uh, Skipper went with him. Um, Skipper, there, there's another blue flash in the room. They return, and Skipper says, "I took." Uh, sorry, a sec. Hey, 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 everyone, everyone, everyone. I took Grant skydiving. <laughs> and did Grant like the skydiving? I'm imagining a very pale, shaking Ferengi. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn birds. Can't All right, Grant. Again. Trog seizes him by his very colorful coat. Where is Madrin? Help you make sure you don't mention my name, please. I'll consider it. Where is he? Or else I'm going to have my Koopa Trooper take you ah, Keep that away from me. Keep it away from me. Next time I say we bring him on a field trip to the volcano. No, 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 no. That, that, thing, is, that thing is evil. Maybe a little warm, maybe a if little warmer climate will jog his memory. There are worse places to go. Careful. If you think that the volcano's too hot, we could just leave you in deep space. He can do that, too. By this time, Waitley has managed to worm his way into this little Ferengi's brain. And I'm thinking what Waitley is doing is he's making Grant hallucinate that uh, Skipper is getting larger. Well, is that is that supposed to do that? Oh yes, yeah. slowly getting bigger to I the point that Skipper is like twice the size of Grimner. So I just you tell me what I want to know, and I'll put this and I'll put this uh, little session to an end. Checkers points. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. Tell him, Sakura. Tell him, tell him to get smaller. Too big, too big, too big, too big. Too big. Tell me what I want to know, then I'll tell him to make go smaller. Hold on, let me find the terminal. 
We can't. We're getting to the gift tab. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 that's. that's uh, ah, here it is. He reaches under a desk and pulls out an isolinear chip. This is the last communication I had with him. This has his exact coordinates, and the last communication I had was about five days ago. That's about as best as I can do. In, in, in Grint's mind, Skipper, the, the massively giant tardigrade, is now erupted in fire. And it has like this, like Waitley is manipulating Skipper's appearance as he's generally cheerful, but like he's pretending to be scary. He's manipulating Skipper's appearance to be downright demonic to the Ferengi. Are you Check lying out. to me? Is this going to put a virus on my ship? Tell me the truth. Hold out a second. I have something better. Checkers points at the Ferengi. Take him to Detroit. Oh, I like it. What is this, what, what is this Detroit? You think this place is bad? Wait till I leave you in the middle of Detroit in the middle of the night. Group, this might take a role for Grimner. He's, he's going to try to bluff this, but he gets like visibly shaken and like scared. He says, no, Detroit, no, no man deserves that punishment. This Ferengi does if he doesn't tell me if this is a, a, authentic or not. They say if you're lucky, death comes right quickly now? in Detroit. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Not, not Detroit, that's Detroit. Please, not, not Detroit. You, you best hope death finds you. When you're sleeping in Detroit, best not see it coming. Is this authentic? Yes or no? No, it was actually uh, a month, month's worth. Uh, uh, my records from a month ago, him with the virus. Hold give on. me the, give me the right thing, or else I'm going to have my little friend here send you to Detroit. Okay, okay, but you get, you make, you make sure you, you leave me alone, please. Kara steps sure through the door. A large sign on you that says, I hate humans. Kara steps through the door and simply puts a leg up on the console. She lifts up her gleaming little, uh, left arm and looks at him. If you don't stop fooling around and tell us, I'm going to crush them. If I don't beat him to the first, this drug seizes the Frankie by the throat and starts to squeeze. Give me the right information. Oh, I was going to be going lower, but this works. Trog's done playing around. Let me go. Let me go. Hold on a second. Lower, you say? <laughs> I have a gift for that. The gift for everything. Let go throat. I'll get it for you. Promise. I promise. Give it. Give it to me now. Then I'll release. Can't get it if you have a hold of my throat. Trog takes and chucks Grant across the room as he goes bouncing off off of a bulkhead. Give me the right information. I'm done playing games. All right, all right, all right. Goes to his terminal, pulls up communication logs. One of the most recent ones he had, which was about two days ago, and looks looks at him. You've got a pad or something, right? Drog pulls a pad out of his belt satchel, inserts it into the computer, and begins to download the information. That's about... I, I've only talked to him two days ago. That's about as precise coordinates as I can get. I don't know where he... where exactly he is, or if he... or if he's on a space station or a ship. I don't know. I just don't know. You've gotten all you can out of me. 
That's fine. I get. I have ways of tracking him once I now that I have some kind of coordinates. Just don't involve me in any of it. I swear. I will leave your name out of this. I want. I'm going to tell you right here, right now. Trog picks him by his coat and brings him to eye level. Trog then, of the other free hand, removes his face mask, revealing his very heavily scarred Noskin face. If I ever find out that you're still here, when I come back this way, I will eat you. I am not playing. D- Be gone, Ferengi. Okay, okay. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. Sensor raises a hand. Kara actually, before she can do that, just kind of puts an arm around Setsa and she's pointing at Trog's face and says, you see all those scars? Those are the reasons that you wear proper armor in combat. Each one of those would have been fatal without the mask. Setsa says. Um, well, I mean, since he's been helpful, we could help him along his way. No. I, no, no, I think, ultimatum. I think he's he, gone, I think, or else I'm going to eat him. I think what? she's right. We could send him to a vacation in Detroit. Oh, I'm sure we could help him along his way. We could get him off the station real fast. Oh, I can't get him all the way off, that, off the station. You know, um, as, right. there's, a, there's an airlock just down the corridor there. Or Mr. Grant would like to go swimming. So before anyone can yeah. react, um, Skipper Simon grabs on sport dumps and they're just standing in the middle of a picturesque green futurescape city. I mean, there's towering spires, gleaming, nice, very well-developed pedestrian sidewalks, and just green um, uh, urban space as far as you can see. Oh god, it's true. Omni Consumer Products 1. Worse yet, Taco Bell 1. So, Skipper and Grant are now standing in the middle of Detroit. And I imagine that the camera's just focusing on them in this silent moment where nothing is happening and it's bad. The Fringy looks a bit shocked at the 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 thing. <laughs> make him a Lions fan and watch the disappointment. <laughs> Lock him down there in the mi- in the middle of Detroit wearing bears bears a paraphernalia. Um Skipper says I probably have to go back to the other Zoom, but yeah, this is Detroit, a nice place um, in on Earth, and they should take care of you. Okay, bye! And Skipper leaves Grant standing in the middle of Detroit. You know what? I imagine there's going to be hilarity there, even with it being... Skipper should have jumped back, but left, but uh, took his clothes with him. He was naked in the middle of Detroit. No. Skipper, not that vindictive. <laughs> Detroit is way worse than where, where this checker is from. That most of Earth probably is. Kara looks at the flashes. Skipper comes back alone. Skipper! Okay, I think we really me. should go now. What do you do with him, Skipper? I, I, t- I bought him somewhere nice. We better get out of here before the station des- decides that He's missing. We need to get back to the runabout now. Waitley is just chuckling in the background. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe you did that. Throg <laughs> turns in the shadows and says, you're evil. I like you. Quick, take everything that's nailed down. 
Power turns to checkers. You got any of that serious putty left? Oh, yeah, tons. Line this office with it. When, I was about what? to say, why bother lining it? Just stick a timer in this stuff and set it down. We're leaving anyway. Uh, Gipper, Gipper, I, I, or jump us back to the to the runabout. Oh, there are lots of people, and I did lots of spore jumpy. All right, we'll just we'll just casually make our way back. Checker, right. light this candle. All right, I'm gonna leave some white phosphorus grenades in here, and that'll go off with the rest of everything. Ooh, Trumner a rather old-looking disruptor from behind his belt, sets it to overload, and just chucks it into a corner. Gruner gets this look of excitement on his face. He says, hey, I just got an idea. He reaches into the pouch in his belt and he pulls out what looks to be like, um, I don't know how you would how you would describe fire salts, but it's if, you, if you've played Skyrim, you know what that is. Glowing hey, salt. Yeah, he pulls some of that out and just kind of gives it to, to checkers and says, yeah, put this with it. It'll make it go extra boom. All right, so serious putty, white phosphorus, um... Fuck me, Rock those embers salt. don't go out. Hey, sets up. Remember that pistol I gave you? There's a there's a red button on the side. Push that button and throw it. Oh yeah, um, that reminds me. Uh, you pushed that button. How much time do we have left? Run! Ah. Shit! <laughs> Kara turns and bolts, grabbing Setsa. Setsa uh, um, throws the grab Skipper. Uh, Come on! Uh, Skipper is grabbed pretty easily, sets a panics, and just throws her pistol, like, into the room because she didn't quite recognize which button it was, so... Just push yeah, it throw it, let's go! Trigger sets the explosives up and looks at... He put the the serious putty in the face of a smiley face. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> So, so once we're running, uh, Rick, Rick, Rick uh, sort of asks, uh, I thought we Detroit was actually a nice place on Earth. Oh, no. What? Talk later. Wait, it's what? Checker's shocked. Car leads them over to the uh, turbo lifts and looks up and down at the one there for a second and says, all right, this is going to take a manual override. It's very tricky. And then she just punches the console. The door slams shut, and the turbo lift car drops. Uh, how about something? Just barely reaches the uh, level 20 where they came in. The door flies open. They all tumble out, much to the surprise of the Orion guards who just refuses to look at them in the eye. Some of the station is rocked by a massive explosion. Kari, as she's running to the runabout, just shouts, If you have any brain cells, you'll leave now! Checker slowly stands up, brushes himself off, looks at the Orion guards. It was a really big burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I would also recommend uh, evacuation. Uh, I do not know how stable this station would be right now. So, bye! We got your last paycheck. Bye. Trog hustles everyone into the into the runabout. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go for this place blows. Meanwhile, there are many pirates doing likewise, running every which way into various craft. Baz, get us out of here. Rick here, get us out of here. Uh, Rick will uh, initialize the engines, and uh, yes, we're free to go. Trog punches the full impulse as they blow their way out of there. 
As they're uh, as they're as they're on the shuttle and they're leaving, Waitley just kind of leans over to Trog and says, "By the way, I have to take exception to something you said earlier. I am not evil. I merely study evil." Fair enough. Suddenly, is it this, the second our intrepid team clears the area of the station, the entire station just ruptures in three massive explosions. First, the, first the reactor goes, then just everything else. Well, that takes care of that little problem. There's an incoming hail from one of the ships that got away from the station in time. Has a single, simple message. A very quiet Ryan voice. I don't ever want a burrito. Grimner's <laughs> <laughs> just looking out the, the porthole of the shuttle. He's got this big old grin on his face. He says, ooh, it's so pretty. Now that, chaps, was a spot of the good old ultraviolence. That is what we call a 187 murder death kill. That is shock and awe. That is winning hearts and minds. I dare say the ones that are left are left in shock and awe in their hearts and minds. I'm gonna do. Body parts are left. I'm gonna do a roll for Rick. Uh, It's a 11. You see him, like, sort of breathe slightly heavily, but it's, uh, like, a bit fast-paced, but he's eventually, as, um, as the ship speeds by, the breathing slows, and he collects himself a bit. That was, uh, rather more intense than I'm used to. I mean, in the engin- engineering, it in- can be rather intense, but uh, in a slightly different way. It's good to get live a little, isn't it? That went more according to plan than I expected. Waitley just smiles and says, Rectira, this is what happens when you let the Nausicaan lead the away team. Oh, come on, you had fun. Come on, we had fun on this one. I did not say that I didn't. I don't know why I suddenly got a weird accent there. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's Waitley. This is what we call back in my old pirate days a little bit of the old pirate funsy. You know, I would have assumed that pirate funsy would have involved more booty. Unfortunately, we didn't have time for that. Grimner says, he said funsy, not onesie. Oh, wait, wrong kind of booty. Never mind. I'll shut up. (laughs) Oh, God. Hey, don't blame me. Who picked the team? We accomplished our mission... I have here the location where Madrin can be found. He will be dealt with. We dealt with that little scummy operation. He'll never threaten anyone in this sector again. Indeed, he will be dealt with. Right Waitley. after you help me repair the shuttle. After we, repair, after we repair the shuttle, let's all go to, to the club. Drinks will be on me. Waitley gets a weird look on his face and he says, you know, I cannot help but wonder how long before that Ferengi gets himself in trouble in Detroit. I give him three minutes. Cut to, cut to Detroit. He's already getting arrested. <laughs> Actually, cut, cut to Detroit. He pulls out a pad, sees that, see that, see that uh, he made more money from the destruction of the station than anything, and then oh. looks at Tiger Stadium. Gold insurance. You know, I hear there's a local sports team I can buy. He's going to be real disappointed. 
See, we did it. We made him a we made him a fan, and now he's going to be disappointed forever. <laughs> All right, the, show, the runabout is coming up on Reliant. Trog activates the comm panel. This is this is a cutthroat to Reliant. We're on our way back. Mission accomplished. Kara just goes over to Setsa, gives her a hug and a little kiss on the cheek. Thanks, Usajalia. I know that uh, pirate funsy is not your sort of thing, but thanks for being there and helping. If Duncan's talking, he's muted. <clears throat> I was talking. Uh, Setsa nods and says, um, yeah, I mean, had a little bit of fun with the tumbling and, you know, the pirate stuff and Skipper, just a little less blood next time. Alright, the, run, the runabout has reached the red line and initializes docking sequence. And as they dock, they can see Dr. O'Connor standing there. That's not what I had planned. As they land, they don't see Dr. O'Connor. They see Checkers there, holding a Mosin Nagant in a Starfleet uniform. Um, what's he doing there? Ah, right. Well, I guess, um... She looks over at uh, the other checkers. Um, I'm going to go out there and convince him to put the gun down, but you're going to have some explaining to do. I don't know what you mean. Oh, you will in a minute. The runabout comes to a landing. Trog opens the docking door. Um, checkers, what are you doing here? Waiting for the doppelganger. Going to blow his head off. No, no, don't. Don't blow his head off. He was the integral part of the team in this one. He really saved our he's bacon. He's stealing my name. He's probably Look, he's, one of those guys from the Mirror Universe shop. He's been quite... I, no, I scammed them out of mirrors three times, but it's not their business to make a clone of Look, I get that this is strange, but he was quite helpful. Yes, so, he, and besides, he had a blast, quite literally. So before you kill him, let's learn about what's going on. All right. Uh, um, hmm. All right, look, you two go hesh this out. Kara, let's get this shut, this runabout cleaned up. Then we're going to go to have drinks. Kara starts to turn away and just looks back at the OG checkers and says, look at it this way. Who's a better business partner than yourself? Oh, shit, you're right. Trog sees Skipper bounce out of the... Runabout goes up to her and says, Skipper, you did a wonderful job. Thank you so much. I hope you hey! have fun. I have fun. I went to Denver. I saw birds. Kara pats the foe checkers on the shoulder. Seriously, though, you're going to have to explain what the hell's going on later. And Skipper, you can keep the helmet. It's yours. Yay! Skipper just uh, throws the helmet on and just beelines it straight for the uh, entrance of the... Um, uh, shuttle Bay. There's a scream out from the hallway, but I mean, probably scream of surprise. Also, along the way, there's a gigantic thud as Decor has to try and dodge him and ends up falling heavily on the deck. The whole ship practically shakes. Well, I made her day. Well, uh, and probably a lot of others more miserable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the net joy in the universe has gone up. Okay, uh, scene cuts forward. The runabout has been restored to its standard configuration. 
all of the artificial scoring and burning and dents and whatnot have been removed, much to Kara's excitement and relief. And the crew has assembled in the club for drinks. Kara, per usual, just has a Soma for the moment. Trog is working over a rather large tankard of blood wine. So, think I should keep that outfit? It's a lot of chains and leather, but... It suits you. <laughs> Grimner just kind of chuckles and says, In my opinion, chains and leather good, uh, look good on everyone. Hey, he agrees. Grimner, as Trog, pat, you know, slaps him on the chest. You did a hell of a job. Hey, grins, he says, it's been a while since I've gotten to stretch since I got here. Hey, a little action to do you good every once in a while. All right. Did you want that mace back? Which one? <laughs> the one I borrowed? Yeah, keep it yours. Ooh, thanks. Turns out ebony is easily replicated. Just had to pattern it into the buffer. Right, right. I might make some minor adjustments, but I like this thing. I've never really been as aggressive as that before. Well, you know, sometimes, Baz, you gotta just... Or, Rick, you gotta take the universe by the horns and... I don't know, threaten it with a good time. Tell it who's boss. And taking action to defend someone is one thing, but actively seeking out trouble? Well, this is a proactive defense. Think about all the people who now won't be bothered by those pirates at that station. Think about all the people that Grit won't be selling weapons to. Think about all the innocent transports that will not be preyed upon by that scum. Grimner nods and says, Reminds me of what I used, uh, kind of operations I used to run back at home, but on a much larger scale. I like it. I just hope Setsa isn't too traumatized. Nah, she had fun. I even got her a t-shirt. Agreed, she had fun. Just she raised her hand a lot. With, uh, she's a polite pirate, but I think she had fun. That's just wearing the quote t-shirt. <laughs> it, it's a t-shirt that has hastily, hastily scrawled on it. We blew up Paradise Station and all I got was this lousy shirt. I, I posted a picture in the, uh, it, it's, it's literally a onesie. <laughs> oh, even better. I love that. When says when I grow up, I want to be a pirate. <laughs> Kara is very happy about the shirt. Over in one of the corner booths, the two chickers, not chickers, checkers sit, um, both smoking cigars and drinking bourbon together, playing cards. I would say the two chickens. What? The two checkers. <laughs> they 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 are incredibly alike, although they they're both dressed different. Checker checkers two is still in the. Colonial marine uniform covered in blood. Kara points at the two and looks over at Chorog uh, and says, See, I knew if I could stop them from immediately killing each other, they'd be fine. Now, the two of them on the same wavelength gives me the creeps. Oh, <laughs> wait until we find a third one. Wait, what? Grimner's like, there's more. <laughs> and at that point, wait. I really just wanted to cut to credits. I'll still, I'll still open to have uh, Graves pop in to see how things went. Graves is at his desk. He is reading a datapad. He looks up at Chorog. Captain, I'd like to just report how things went. Mm-hmm. 
Things went very well. <laughs> I surmise that you acquired the information. However, yeah. you did blow up a pirate station. Think of it as we removed a hazard to this quadrant. I was going to say, if Kara was there, she'd be like, see, we even got you a free extra. <laughs> so, uh, Graves nods and says, I can probably spend it that way to Starfleet Command, but there will be uh, times when you do have to exercise some restraint on away missions, especially when more sensitive matters are involved. Tracking down Madrin, tracking down Madrin is important. Again, he's become more of a threat, and we are in a position to do something about it. But just keep in mind that sometimes you do need to not blow things up. Sometimes. I understand. Otherwise, everyone's home safe. You got the information. We've added a little bit more security to the quadrant. Uh, due process would be a little bit better next time. But for right now, I guess we are okay. Besides, we, didn't, we, didn't ex we didn't tell them it was explosive. We blamed it on a burrito. They'll eventually translate that. That's a very spicy burrito. Graves' pat gets right. a ding of an incoming message. Graves looks at the message. It's from Kara. It says, Hey, we're back. Sets and I are safe. And I was totally a good girl. I didn't shoot anybody until I was allowed to. Graves nods. Does uh, Kara include a photo of what Sets is wearing? Yeah, it's got a picture of them from Club 42. <laughs> Graves just kind of goes stone-faced. He's just a moment, like, just recomposing himself, and he's just... <sighs> All right. So, Jorog? <sighs> just let me know when we need to act on Madrid. We may be having to deal with some other stuff in the near future, but keep me apprised of when we're likely to be able to get into position to act. I will do that. It's going to take me some time to decrypt all this information and try to pin down an exact location on him. Alrighty. There's another ding good. Marcus's pad. Marcus looks at the pad. Messages from Kara. It says, oh yeah, and uh, there's a second checkers, maybe from the mirror universe. We don't know. They're off organizing a business. Bye. Graves is a little bit quicker to deal with that one. He just nods and just looks back to Charg. It's like, if there's nothing else, um, uh, I suppose we can call it a day. Nothing else to report, Captain, other than just mission accomplished. And I will try to restrain myself from blowing up the next space station. There's nods. Says, alrighty then. Well, you on call in security, and otherwise, yeah, good work. Thank you, sir. And Chorog turns around, takes his leave of Captain Graves, heads back to his quarters to start putting away some of the gear he took with him. And cut to credits.